Here we go with the Tom Carlos Ariella Show. The combination and line we well, it's a balancing act is what it is, right? It's a combination of news and entertainment. Combine those two words if you could, and it would be called what, Andrew? News tame. You got it. Here she comes. Taste the biscuit. Yeah. Oh, good, it's classic. The biscuit. Family uh, folks love this one. Oh, they get the lighters Taste out. The honey sauce. Sing Taste it, Sherry. Don't be ashamed of yourself. Of biscuit with the honey sauce. Yeah. Tell them where you like to put that honey sauce. Don't get that honey sauce on me. Don't put it on me. I don't like the way right. it tastes with my chicken wings. Well, I don't yeah, know why it's mine. on you. You're able to taste <laughs> chicken wings. Now we go Taste the biscuit. Sherry covered that song. Somebody else sang that, and then Sherry's like, you know, I can do that one. I think you bought the catalog for that, didn't you? To get them all. Well, yeah, I mean, I figured, I, you know, if I went on the road, I'd have to have sort of a, you know, big bunch of songs to do. So I just got everything, and yeah, I practice all the time. It's good. Uh, I'd like you doing um, the other one. Let's, let me entertain you. But we, you, you complain about that. So let's get into it. Kate Stone's coming by. Uh, we'll talk to her in just a little bit. Uh, she's going to get Phyllis in on this one. How about this one? Say, Washington lawmakers propose $200 checks, which conveniently will arrive when, Sherry? Well, that would be uh, in Wait, wait, no- wait, wait. Hold on. When's the election? The election is in November, John. Okay, November. Is it possible that if I make a certain amount of money in the state of Washington... I could get a check for $200 from the government just before I get a chance to vote? It is possible. Yes, Mm. that's true. It might be something that you would be interested in, but there's a catch. Oh, a catch. Right, a catch. Hold on, hold on. And the catch is? Kate Stone will reveal that probably around 3.33. Wow, that's the tease. That's a tease. We got it all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. By the way, move my uh, Joe. Please get the um, government takes song up there. It's, it's in. I, I created a new thing that's called John's Jukebox. You see that uh, there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank, yeah. You, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So 200 bucks Joe coming Mama. to you. Um, I asked our buddy Jim Walsh, "Is this thing going to go through? Is he going to?" He goes, "Well, it's in the budget, so we had to try to strike it out of the budget, the line out of the budget." He goes, "But I don't think we have the votes for it." So, okay, to bring us in on that, the catch, everybody, two hundred dollars just before the election. I don't think this is that big of a deal, other than the fact that Krispy Kreme donuts, which, by the way, when the lights are on, when the special light is on, that means they're extra good, extra good. Those Krispy Kreme really, they have a light. Yeah, there's a red light on that shows it's like at a certain time they're making them or whatever. That's their, they've just come out. I forget Ooh. how it works. But. It's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a confession. Krispy Kremes are the only donuts I don't really like. What? Uh-huh. Ooh. And yet I love a good donut. But not those. Not so much. We're going to add that to the list of other foods that you like. You know, all the foods you talk about, Sherry, as Andrew gets your list together here, people would be surprised you're not like, you know, three bills, 325. <laughs> be a spokesperson no. for Eastside Weight Loss Clinic, the before and then the after. Popcorn nope. balls, they're the worst. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. And Krispy Kreme. What else? What else I'll eat any there? kind of cupcake. 
Okay. That's I true. love bacon I love bits. I love okay. them. Num, 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 num. <laughs> okay. But Krispy Kreme's not your favorite, so apparently you can go there, get a whole bunch of donuts, and you can also get high at the same time. Not intentionally, though, but uh, people are in there just smoking a lot of, what, meth or fentanyl. Fentanyl, or, yep. They are I, I heard a crazy study today that if you're smoking fentanyl, you basically have to smoke it, like, I think every, I think it's anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes to kind of keep that high. So you do it. It gets out, I guess, the brain barrier. Your body absorbs it somehow, and then you, you're just constantly getting high. People used to inject heroin, depending on what you're shooting. It was like four hours or six hours. The high would last. You know, when you get, you know, drug sick, as they call it, so you go and get high again. But they say fentanyl is like you got to keep re-upping every, uh, you know, half an hour or something. So maybe that's why they're in the dunk, they're in the Krispy Kreme so long. Mm-hmm. Here it is, right? Here. They were in the computer. bathrooms immediately. Hold on, because of. Going through the air, it can get into the nostrils. Employees at this Krispy Kreme started to suspect something was wrong inside the bathroom when the woman inside had the faucet running and had been in there for almost an hour. You could smell it. As soon as I walked over there and the door was open, there was this overbearing smell that came through my nostrils and I knew that something was wrong. Employees told the woman to leave, who later became combative. By the way, just everybody knows. Most smells go through nostrils. Just <laughs> <laughs> I was really going to point that out. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's high. He's pointing at the obvious. But okay, keep going. Here we go. Even telling them she had a weapon. They called police who took her into custody on a warrant. Those at nearby businesses weren't surprised to hear what happened. Safety. Safety mode, my concern is safety always in this area. Businesses have had to adjust their hours for safety. It's sad, you know. Is a stressful for us as a small business owner these kind of thing is need to be addressed you know maybe we can reduce more because it's not safe at the land while others are considering closing up for good too much problems in here in this area homeless prostitutes for more than 25 years the 125th street grill has been in this community but those who work in the area say things only appear to be getting worse in recent years this is why you know i got to close this restaurant because it's, it's ridiculous you know customers you don't want to come here because it's scary in seattle you see more homeless and ev- everywhere so i don't know the city has to do something different reporting in seattle and win como news just sucks for those business owners. I got a friend of mine that owns a gas station and a Subway sandwich. He's got a couple of them. And he just tells me, it's just, you know, he buys it, he runs it, he's got some people in there, he's got two of them. And, he, he, and then he has to work in there and the crime and the people stealing stuff all the time. He's in there like 16 hours, 17 hours a day. He's trying to raise his kids. Uh, the first generation American came over this country. He saved up all his money. It's just, it's just, Every time I turn around, uh, somebody's either robbing me or I got some new stupid regulation I got to try to keep up with. I got to talk to him. I haven't spoken to him in a little while. I know Al's out there, maybe listening. So just you hear the story. And I said him one time, a couple of years, about a year ago, Al, you sound exhausted. Oh, John, I am so tired. I am so tired. Just trying to make this thing work. It's tough. It's just yeah. closing up shop and leaving. Yeah, beyond just the nuisance of the you know, potential drug users or people loitering and all that stuff. There's a real danger. You could get shot. You could get hurt badly yeah. by somebody with, you know, a, a, an intention other than just stealing stuff. Yes. Yes. I know. 
So I, I thought I would um, let's see Joe Joe right back. Let's see. I can't use a cue up if you want it. Oh, got it. Yeah, it's just sort of lighten the mood a little bit. Somebody's in the bathroom, you know, causing. And she says she has a weapon. So this is sort of you know, slightly off on. If you just keep hammering away, oh, the homeless, the crime, the drugs, the drugs. So here's somebody else who was in a bathroom that, you know, threatened to do some damage. Listen to Ta, this. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments. And that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. Man also told <laughs> others in the room laughed understanding his joke, which I'm just now getting. Home Depot says they will not be pressing charges. But I can tell you right now, you asked the producer for me to read that, didn't you? <laughs> to Ethan now, please. No. <laughs> Are we going to have to go to a commercial? No, part? we're going to get it. We're going to get it. <laughs> We're, we can do this. <clears throat> All right. Uh, turning now to an impassioned plea in a string of thefts. Uh, police are searching for several thieves believed to have stolen. Warning them. It's better leave I'm going to blow, blow this place. Blow this place. <laughs> so, like, you imagine being the lady that ran to security. <laughs> He's going to blow up the bathroom. He's got a bomb. <laughs> yeah, he does. Because well, the people who are in the bathroom, he tells them. So maybe some of them got it. Like, let's get out of here. Some of them wash their hands and leave. But somebody else runs out. This guy in the bathroom, they're going to blow the thing up. Oh, my God. Oh Good God. on him to warn everybody, though, you know? That's very nice. Yeah, yeah let me say, uh, let me do a public service announcement. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm John Curley. If you're using a public bathroom, why not a courtesy flush? A courtesy flush <laughs> just moves everything wrong at a faster rate so anybody else in the bathroom with you doesn't have to sit there in your stink. A courtesy flush. Two or three while you're sitting there is your way of saying, I care about you. I'm John Curley for courtesy flushes. <laughs> I think the people, the reason people don't do that is they don't want to let on that that's what they're doing. Sherry, what multiple... else are they doing in there? <laughs> well, no, no, no. You're in it's the like men's you, room. They, you got if, your tampons. They could be doing God. drugs. No, yeah. if you if you have multiple flushes, then people know. Oh, that's what's happening. Oh, I oh, see. In oh, the oh, men's oh. room. Okay. Yes. Because otherwise they wouldn't be in a. Okay, yeah. I got it. I got it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Are we really going to do pro pro con courtesy flushes now? Good Lord. Um, Okay, and then another story. Oh, here we go again. What do you know? In Ballard, the saddest part of this story is the guy's been robbed how many times? Like 23 times. I can't keep taking the hits like this. Matt Humphrey, owner of Ballard's Steel Barber and Spa, says it's beyond exhausting fixing up yet another window from another crime caught on camera. And literally within minutes had a trash, they brought their own trash bag and we're filling it with uh, beauty products and jackets, which is what we sell to try to pay the rent and pay our tax base here in Seattle. Four break-ins in two years. He says four too many. I've been waiting out failed policy for three years. I've asked you this over and over again. Are you going to stay doing business in Seattle? 
Paul, I have no choice. I'm so vested here. It's either that or go bankrupt. No, I mean, these two are my favorite cases. Some business owners on this street are a fired up bunch. They need this to work for the city to pay attention. This is like my heart and soul. This is my art. And I feel really strongly about defending it. Down the road at Begin, jewelry store owner MK Byrne has been broken into seven times in two and a half years. Seen here in 2022, she camped up in her business and chased off a burglar. The most recent attempt was in October. And from what I understand, it takes a really long time to prosecute anyone who's um, has been caught breaking and entering. It's very rare they are even caught. And there's another issue. This week, as property crime numbers were reportedly down in the city, Seattle Police Chief Adrian Diaz also acknowledged that the data may be wrong. It's not always an accurate reflection of, of our overall crime. Matt is yeah you know why because they stopped reporting it three reasons one they don't want to upset their customers that might want to come there two they don't want to have their insurance go up and three it's also for their employees and they get tired of it so they stop reporting so the robberies are not what they not surprised make this your number one priority i mean there's a lot going on in the city but this small businesses are the backbone of your community the backbone of your tax base help us fix this now There's a story about a guy in Portland who had been broken into the same number of times. So then he decided he was going to – there's two stories. The one guy that owned the bike shop, I think we did that story. Mm -hmm. So every night he'd been robbed so many times. Every night he would sleep in there on a a mattress that he had behind the counter with a shotgun. And he's like, and I'm not a gun guy. I'm just like a guy that got – I'm just sick of it. But word got out that there's the guy, the owner's in there. You don't want to go in there. The other story in Portland as well, another guy, same thing, nobody knew about it, guy busts in and he blasts him. I mean, you could see where people, again, you you will do some time because the person doesn't have a gun, you're not doing force to force, your life is not directly threatened, so they're going to get you. But to a certain point, at least you send the word out, oh, by the way, the guy's got a gun. Now, you could, person breaks in, I'm not encouraging this, I'm just saying you'd see where somebody gets to this point where it's, you know, vigilante justice. Person breaks in, fire shot over their head, scare the heck out of them, but, you know, blast away. Of course, you're going to do more damage to your store than some drug addict coming in trying to steal some jackets and stuff, but that's what happens. People, right, 1991, the the Korean uh, store owners during the riots went up onto the roof because they realized that the cops were completely overwhelmed, and they all stood up there with semi-automatic weapons and just protected everything they possibly could because they realized they were being overrun this that was happening during a concentrated time during those riots in 91 right it was going on hour after hour after hour in this case it's going on every night you know small doses of this but it's still people breaking the law and a bunch of people sitting at home all of a sudden getting an alert on their phone that their store's just been broken into again and then you just get tired of it well how many more times is that guy what 28 times then he quits mm-hmm. and leaves he says he's gonna keep doing it i don't why it, it, and it's always in direct proximity to like in, in ballard and i have a friend that owns a brewery down there and they deal with this all the time it's just because this are the rv camps are so close to his to his business that that's uh, just they, they go to the closest uh, opportunity and that's whatever business is near is near these concentrated camps mm-hmm. what's the name of his brewery uh it is uh maritime brewing Mm. All righty. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Sharon? No, I was just saying, I mean, I wonder how much more they can really fortify the security in their stores without making it... No, if you have a window, they're going to break a window, You put bars right? on it. Yeah, well, but you can book- Yeah, but that nice look there on Market That's Street what I'm saying, Ballard, is, all yeah. these bars on all these windows? Or those yeah. big metal gates that they have in New York City, pulling those things down every night at 6 o'clock? It's always nice. Looks good. That's <laughs> a good look. <laughs> All right, is Kate Stone coming by? We're going to find out. Yes, sir. Will I get $200? Will you get $200 just before the election? And would that sway you if all of a sudden you got a check in the mail like a week before? Would you be more likely to vote for somebody that gives you money? Right. Oh, I guess it all depends on how much the issue is worth to you. You know, that's ah. a great question. Okay, well, Kate's <laughs> going to come by. Wow, she's already here. Here we go. John Curley, Sherry Elliger Show, and you, well, you love to write to us. Teeny, welcome back. <laughs> Look at her, Sherry. Ah, she's ready to go. Hi, wow. She can get those letters. You write to us at uh, mynorthwest.com, although Andrew says nobody does that, or the Muckleshoe Casino Resort text line, one 973 I do have my dress on backwards. Oh boy, she didn't sound well. Let's get Kate Stone. When she was in Hello. All right. Sorry, Kate Stone, you rushed back. I did. What's that There's a lot of traffic about- in yeah, first hill. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay. On a, on a Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? Mm, mm, mm. Yes. Well, well, listen. Well, let's talk about this story. Uh, maybe we'll catch you later on for the other one regarding the. Um, yeah, I'm here all uh, day. Yeah, crime never stops. We can talk about anything. We can talk about Mariners. Let's talk about this. Okay, hold on. Let's talk about the Climate Commitment Act. I just want to talk about fun things someday. Anything. Yes, Climate (laughs) Commitment Act. Let's talk about it. I love it. We have not talked about this enough. I feel like people still don't know what this is because it is so not talked about. No, the Climate Commitment Act is the controversial law some people may or may not know about. It Mm. creates a carbon market where fuel suppliers, other big polluters in the state have to pay extra to cover their pollution. And the arguments from critics are they are passing those costs right on to consumers, which is why we're paying more for gas. That's at least Uh the argument from one side. Now... There is a press release that went out today that had a very interesting sort of story on it. It seemed to imply that people would be getting $200, but only Mm. if the Climate Commitment Act is not repealed by this citizen initiative in November. That's a little bit not telling the full story exactly because... That's why you are here. That's why I'm here, to break myths. Myth buster. It's not a show. Here it is. Uh-huh. This $200 credit is actually a $200 one-time $200 rebate on utility mm-hmm. bills. It's not a check. It's not like the COVID checks. And it would go primarily to low-income Washingtonians, but it does affect a couple million people. But this has been part of Governor Inslee's budget proposal the entire time. So now the House is releasing their budget proposal, and these press releases are coming out acting like this is brand new information and acting like if the CCA, the Climate Commitment Act, goes away, people will not be getting this $200 kickback. Well, the reason that they won't be getting the kickback is because the money that people would be saving is coming from revenue from the Climate Commitment Act. So obviously, if it gets repealed, people will not be getting money as a rebate 
from the program that no longer exists. Right. Plus, their right. bills will go down. Their bills will decrease. So, Th- by the way, this is also part of the L I H E A P. This is a federal program. If you make below a certain amount of money, the federal government comes in and gives you discounts, sixty percent or seventy percent or fifty percent with utilities to help people that are low income with their bills. Part of that was also included in that thing. They would that money would go the two hundred bucks, fifty percent or two hundred dollars. That's been in there for a while. But it's the timing of the thing that smells, right? It's, right. You're going to, mm-hmm. Because they didn't give them checks before. They used to send it to the utility company, which well, would give you the rebate on it. But this is a check. I'm sure the governor's name will be on it. Or you do also have to. It. Well, you do also have to remember, though, that the Climate Commitment Act actually made more money at those carbon auctions than expected. And so part of what the governor said when he announced this, I was there at the pre-legislative session when he talked mm-hmm. about this. And he said, look, we've made some extra money. We want to give that back to they didn't make. They, but hold on. They didn't make money. They did. They, on they the carbon took, no, market. They, did, they no, made more you, than expected no. revenue. I'm going to argue with you on the verb. They didn't make it. They took it. Okay. You went to work. They you generated it. it. How's that? No. They stole it. But go ahead. More money exists than they expected to. How's that? More Okay, fine. In the revenue fund. (laughs) Fine. Got it. I'm all right with that. Go ahead. Keep going. So here's the thing is while this information today is not exactly new, what this does is really kind of set the stage for what is going to be a protracted political fight, mainly around these six initiative issues. Now, we Mm -hmm. know three of them. We talked about this last week are getting a hearing, the police pursuit, the state income tax and the parents getting access to their children's school and medical records. Those Mm -hmm. three are not money related. So the legislature can have a hearing on them. And if they decide to pass them or they propose an alternative no money changes hands Mm -hmm. however the other three that are not getting hearings are set to be a a huge political fight the climate commitment act being one of them democrats definitely do not want to see this go away because it is funding a lot of the transportation projects that they're planning on they have said roads ferries all of those things will be going away Republicans say, well, actually, fairies are not really affected by this, so you're being misleading on that one. And also, we can find money from other places that doesn't involve the Climate Commitment Act. We funded transportation before the Climate Commitment Act existed. It only took effect last year, and we can find the money again. So that is going to be a huge Republican versus Democrat fight where Democrats are going to say to Washington voters, look, do you want to lose all these transportation projects? Do you want holes in your roads? Do you want your ferries crashing? Or you've got Republicans Mm. on the other side saying this is all fear mongering. We can get by without this. And hopefully if we dismantle it, gas prices will go down. Now, to be clear, there's no guarantee of that. But that is what the Republicans hope, that gas prices will drop Again, if the Climate Commitment Act is repealed, the long term care tax, kind of the same thing. Democrats Uh say, you know, this is going to be a a huge blow to seniors who will end up spending themselves into poverty. And Republicans say, well, it's not the lifetime cap of the thirty thousand dollars or whatever it is, is is not, you know, going to last people very long and you can't take it with you. So mm-hmm. if you move out of state, so it's not really a great program. And the same with the capital gains tax, which is the other thing they're not hearing. Also non-transferable. Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Johnson, they pay into it. Mr. Johnson passes away peacefully, right. surrounded by his loved ones. It, she doesn't get it. It's gone. 
Now, there are some efforts from Democrats. Actually, there was a WACARES, that's the long-term care tax program that you pay into. There are efforts to actually make it portable. So if you do move, then you can actually take it with you. And there's talk of, you know, changing that up to make it more amenable to people's lives, because I can't promise I'm going to be in Washington forever and ever and ever. I mean, life Mm -hmm. happens. But essentially, what it all boils down to is Governor Inslee's leaving office. We're going to have a new governor. A lot of things are going to change in this election. And these issues are going to be absolutely front and center for the next eight months. Both sides have an incredible stake in this. And now it's pretty clear that the voters are going to end up deciding it. Yes. Vox Populi. Hey, Kate, I have a question for you, which you may or may not be able to answer, but it's a great Uh question. Um, I mean, can I answer it correctly? (laughs) So if this incentive or this kickback, as you call it, the $200, only if rebate, Rebate. only if it gets it doesn't get repealed. How are they going to advertise this or market it so people understand a vote, you know, for the repeal of this means they won't get the money or they will get the money. Well, I think they're going to do it exactly like you just said. I, I, I don't know exactly what the plan necessarily is. That will probably come out as we finish the session. It's it's clear now that we're not going to have a hearing on this. It will be going on the November ballot. So Democrats are now going to have to come up with a or supporters of the Climate Commitment Act are going to have to come up with some type of marketing campaign basically listing off, as you just mentioned, all of the things that people are not going to get if the Climate Commitment Act gets dismantled. And obviously they're going to face opposition from the other side with people saying, you know, that's misleading, et cetera, et cetera. And I think there's an example of that today with this press release, which is heavily slanted towards saying, you know, oh, well, Democrats are saying that you they essentially implied it was a bribe of $200 to not repeal the Climate Commitment Act, but that's that's only telling a small part of this very large and complicated issue because the CCA, for better or worse, is now an integral part of the transportation budget. It's an integral part of Washington laws, so it's not just as easy as, whoop, we're going to take it out now. By the way, the, the, the money that they took from uh, the people driving cars and putting gas in it is supposed to go into transit, transportation, climate, environmental justice. It's all supposed to be green-related. So when they talk about, oh, money for bridges, bridges are going to collapse if we don't have this. No, they're already funding those things. They do all that stuff uh, on a TIP, so they know the numbers on that. This is additional money that goes towards ridiculous electric buses um, and other sort of uh, green dreams. The money's supposed to go towards that. So this is, they're putting it out there. And this is the way politics is done in Washington. Uh, I know that Brian Hayward is going to be on with Brandy Cruz talking about the sort of the next step, because the next step is they need to get some money so that they can advertise and let the people know, hey, well, they spent the way, the $7 million dollars getting the here. So right. the but sky's now, the limit. But, well, I, well, not really. It's not the government. Gather around. I'm here to give you anything you like. You want free college? Energy? Yeah. Mortgages? <laughs> yeah. You have Why? Come to the right place. I want a pony. That's right. Uh, <laughs> can we get can we get her a pony? Huh? I think Anybody? Joe? Yes. Cute, cute yes. little pony. Cute ponies. They save you gas. Or maybe a unicorn. Okay. Oh, well, they, oh yeah, they can get you unicorns in, in Olympia. All right, Kate Stone, thank you. Maybe we'll get you back. Thank Talk you. about uh, they let the one kid go. 
who's 12, because he's not as much of a threat, but he had a gun, too. They should... You know, uh, uh, John, there's there's context in that story, too. Oh. There's always context. Stick around, Miss Sunshine. I almost didn't want to do this story. Yeah, I, I kind of felt a little bit uneasy about it. I would have understood. <laughs> Joe Mama. Do we, <laughs> do we just kill it now? No. Do a little bit of it? Because I actually have a story that goes with it, which is not oh, as bad. So my really? story won't seem won't see half as bad as this. So the news package that I found, it handles it pretty delicately. Okay, they're out yeah, of Houston. Yeah, but it, it, it's also uh, well, just, it's well, what's well, vague well, enough that we got to we're going to have to add a couple details. Teeny, but go on. Like, teeny, teeny, yes or no? The answer, the is, answer yes is yes or yes. Cameras capture this man in a kilt, <laughs> looking around an antique booth. He grabs an item off a shelf. He's then seen walking behind a bird cage. He appears to put the item under his kilt before putting it back on a shelf. Number one, I was disgusted. Susan. Okay, so far, so good. Puts under. Yeah. <laughs> I know whenever I shop at an antique store, I like to put stuff under my kilt. Yeah. It's pretty cool. cool. You signs, like to wear say, one, right? Right. It says there's sites. Please feel free to put things under your kilt. Mm-hmm. Golden is the manager at Antique Gallery. She says the bizarre incident happened on Thursday. So how did you find out about what he was doing? That night, uh, one go. of the... She, here she goes. She can't wait to tell this dealer story. sent me a video <laughs> that she had from a camera in her own booth. Another camera shows a woman walking into a booth. The man comes up to her, whispers in her ear, then leaves. He appears to grab another item off a shelf and puts it under his kilt, once again returning the item. Had you seen that man or woman in here before? I think they've been in here before. The employees recognized them and said they were just, you know, the guy was really nice and she was nice and um, they just shopped around for a few hours. More cameras capture the man hours yeah well it's one of those antique uh things where like all these yeah all these different little stands and things repeating the disturbing acts what did they do with those products they threw them away mostly golden hopes the man doesn't come back okay (laughs) the word that scares me the most in that sentence they threw them away Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> what on earth would they keep from that? A couple of things that he uh, that he stole, well, did something with was the makeup brush, a tobacco tent can, an antique yeah. bottle opener, and a, restor- a restoration hardware piece. No. So what's that should- doing in there? Trying to act like it's all old. <laughs> well, it should be noted that he didn't yeah. just place them. Under his kilt. I like the fact that he went over and whispered something to the woman. I'm going to put this under my kilt. (laughs) (laughs) I found found a couple, like, you know, tobacco pipes. Yeah. You're not going to need this makeup brush, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Not now. Hey, did you have your eye on the... uh, the ship in the bottle because I just I just did that one. Hey, listen, um, that antique bottle opener, 
it's sharp, okay? Just take my word for it. <laughs> on, hey, there's a whole bunch of Beanie Babies over there. You can really do some work on those. That hardware well, piece? I, 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 no, no, go ahead. One last one. That hardware piece? It's probably not going to be much good to anybody. Okay, thanks.